This podcast is sponsored by our fine patrons. To find out how you can support the show, head over to patreon.com slash sword and laser. Give a little, get a lot of podcast. everyone, and welcome to the Sword and Laser. I'm Veronica Belmont. And I'm Tom Merritt. Sword and Laser is a book club, but it is so much more. We bring you author interviews, news from the world of science fiction and fantasy, and of course, awesome discussions from fans just like you. I am in Seattle. Yay! It makes Uh, no difference, because usually you're just in LA, and now you're just in Seattle. Yeah, I know, but I just wanted people to understand if I sound different for any reason. That would be why, because I'm not on my normal microphone, my normal rig, all of that stuff. You sound pretty the same to me. Okay, that's good. So, and you know, my ears are are just perfect, so I can really tell any minute changes. You have a college degree in ears, am Mm, I right? mm -hmm, Is that mm -hmm, correct? That that is correct. Okay. That is correct. And also, for some, some, some people didn't notice it. Some people thought they heard me swallowing and slurping <laughs> so i listened back and i could hear what they were saying when i had my headphones on i don't know what that was whether it was actually me slurping which normally doesn't happen but i'm going to try to cut that back okay uh, and if you didn't hear it i uh, forget i said anything did it only happen when you were talking it happened like right before or right after i talked could it be me drinking i don't know i feel like it Let's was test. some kind of audio compression that was a slurp, all right. Oh, wow. Ooh, that was a big slurp. By the way, what are you drinking? I'm, I'm my usual. I'm having a bullet ride tonight. Or did you raid the mini bar there in Seattle? I uh, actually have <laughs> oh. a bottle of Washington State hard cider from Snowdrift. That sounds nice. Yeah, I'm going to pop it open right now. Yeah, it looks like a champagne bottle. Yeah, it's got a cork in it like a champagne bottle and a little keg. Or a little, a little keg, a little cage. It's a little tiny it's, keg. I'm going to drink a keg of cider on the um, show today. Where did you it's get that? It was given to me by some people I'm working for as a thank you. Oh, nice that's nice. Did they know you had a what are we drinking segment planned? Ooh. Uh, no, they did not. Pure happenstance. Well, you've got an early call time, so you better not drink too much of that. Uh, you're right. No, that's very good because I have a 645 call time call time is industry speak for when you have to get to work yeah for us that's what that means <laughs> anyway all right well that is awesome i'm kind of jealous because i love cider and i feel like that's probably a good one is it good it's really good actually it's really uh crisp and dry and almost peachy even though it's an apple cider peachy really keen all right well let's jump right into the quick burns which is our news from you segment Thank you to everyone who submits stories on Quick Burns. I want to I want to make a special announcement here that even if we don't read your Quick Burn on the show, it is vitally important that you submitted it because we will always want to have more things than we can get to. And it means that people can go and look at Goodreads and find out more news if they're like, what else was going on? What what did they not talk about? So keep submitting things. We really, really appreciate it. Indeed. And our first one today comes from Ian, who I hung out with a little bit this week at the Bay Area Book Festival, oh, which cool. was a blast. And he says that Sword and Laser Pick Annihilation won Best Novel Nebula. Congrats, and Jeff Vandermeer. He's right, too. He's not even lying. <laughs> he's not even making that up. 
No. Uh, congratulations, Veronica Belmont, for having a book of the month pick end up as a Nebula Award winner. Uh, that's is that not two years running for us? Because Ancillary Justice won last year mm, for the mm-hmm. Nebula. We know how to pick them. Boom. You want to win a Nebula? You get picked by us. That's the trend. Out of the past two years that we've studied, it works 100% of the time. 100% of the time. I like those odds. <laughs> yeah. Uh, novella went to Nancy Cruss for Yesterday's Kin. Uh, Alaya Don Johnson won Novelette for A Guide to the Fruits of Hawaii. Uh, short Story went to Ursula Vernon for Jackalope Wives. And the Ray Bradbury Award, which is given to a film, went to Guardians of the Galaxy. I was very excited about that. I'm very curious, and I don't know if this is true or not, but I feel like Ursula Vernon is like a, a nom de plume because I feel like it, it sounds like Ursula Le Guin and Werner Vin is it Vinge or Vinge? Werner Ving, Vinge. Ving, Vinge. I always say Vinge. I always said Vinge too and then I heard someone say it the other way and then I questioned everything in my life. But She's I, a, that's a cool uh, Ursula name. Ursula Vernon is a Hugo Award winner as well for the graphic novel Digger. Ooh, she's got a nice website. She's got some cool stuff on here. We'll have to check her out. If it is a nom de plume, uh, it's a secret one because I don't see any reference to it. Yeah, so I think, yeah. I think she just had cool parents. Nice. Good for you. All right. Our next pick uh, comes from Joanna, who says, uh, in 2013, the University of Illinois Press, this is actually from the io9 article about um, about the um, modern masters of science fiction. Um, they've created a series, of dedica- a series dedicated to studying the men and women who shape modern science fiction literature. This is from the University of Illinois. Uh, since the launch of the series, editor Willis Reg- Regier... Regier? 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 I would say, if, since it's the University of Illinois, I'd say Regier. That would, sounds like a Chicago pronunciation. Okay. And I attended the University of Illinois, but it could be Regier or something. Well, he has overseen the release of five installments with an additional two more on the way this year. Uh, so far, the series has examined the literary careers of John Bruner, William Gibson, Greg Egan, Gregory Benford, and Ray Bradbury uh, with further, install, uh, further installments with uh, Lois Mac... Mas- oh my gosh, I can't talk today. Further installments about Lois McMaster Bujold and Frederick Pohl scheduled for release later this fall. And they're short reads, but they're uh, substantial. So 200 pages, but they have a detailed analysis of the career of the author, the author's works, interviews with each subject, uh, and a notable scholar or critic authors the books. Uh, Somebody from within the science fiction community. So they've had Karen Burnham do one, Gary Westfall, George Slusher, etc. I want to do one. That'd be fun. Uh, Well, just become a notable scholar Mm. or critic. Darn. uh, Meet someone from the University of Illinois. Hello. And then write You're my in. Or maybe you're a better in. Maybe you should do it. I would have to also become a notable scholar (laughs) or critic. I'm not sure how likely that is. I was about to buy the... um, the William Gibson one, so I'll probably get that. They you can get them oh, yeah. in in a paperback, in in uh, a bound version. You can get them in uh, ebook versions. There's a lot of different ways that you can consume these. And as Tom mentioned, they're short reads, so I think it might be a fun way to really dig deep, dive deep into uh, an author you love or want to learn more about. 
Now, another thing we all want to learn more about is The Events of the Martian by Andy Weir. And one of the ways we can learn more about it is by watching the movie, which now has not only an official trailer, but a little bonus video up as well. Did you watch it, Veronica? I did. And thanks to Nick for posting this. Yeah, the the trailer looks amazing. And I kind of forgot that Kristen Wiig was in this movie. But the second I saw her, I was like, I'm so much happier even knowing now that Kristen <laughs> Wiig is also in this film. Like, that's great. And, well, and yeah. Uh, uh, Jeff Daniels. Jeff Daniels. Uh, I, I, who I don't, I didn't think when they cast him that he was the person I had in mind. But then seeing the trailer, I got convinced because I, I always like his performances. Oh man, he's fantastic. I, I do love him. I loved the uh, newsroom. I was, I, I know a lot I of people it didn't. Too. It had its problems, and we could have a whole other series of podcasts, <laughs> podcasts about that. about that, yeah. Uh, but I loved his performance. I liked several of the performances, and they had some moments in that series that were amazing. But let's talk about Matt Damon's performance just in this trailer. He feels he feels very wantony. Um, I I'm feeling it now. I, I'm into it. He's so likable, Matt Damon. That Matt Damon. Ah, uh, that Matt Damon doe. That Matt Damon doe. Um, but people are saying that they think it would be really funny if uh, Matthew McConaughey showed up and punched him in the face. I was like, what? For, I'm in your well, movie now. What? You're stranded? Piss yeah. off. Well, what is it with Matt Damon playing astronauts who are stranded? Except at least we know, and I guess this could be a minor spoiler, but we know that uh, Watney is a good guy, not <laughs> yeah. a horrible person like in Interstellar, which that's probably more of a spoiler for Interstellar than... Or the Martian. I think it falls under the the umbrella of spoiler time horrific. What's yeah. what's the term I'm looking for? Uh, uh, some kind of uh, you know the uh, the spoiler statute of limitations. Yes, statute of limitations. Thank you. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I think it's okay. So you're excited. I am. You're I'm pumped. very excited. Most people yeah. seem to be. It's it's. He it seems like they have it in good hands. So mm-hmm. keep my fingers crossed. Let's talk about uh, John May, who submitted a couple of tweets, actually, one from IDW Publishing and one from William Gibson, that IDW Publishing has got a comic project with William Gibson. Yeah, that's kind of all we know right now. We don't have much more information than that. Um, I didn't really do too much research into this, but the tweets are kind of like, hey, we're working on something, something with William Gibson. And it's coming June 6th, 1945. What do you mean 2016? Because they put it 2016 in small print. So it looks like it might be some kind of alternate history, almost even a, a, a possibly because of 1945, like a World War II alternate hmm. history. Hmm. This this thing that they tweeted has the American flag, the Soviet Union flag, and the Union Jack hmm. on the cover. Oh, definitely. But now I'm just sad that it's not a bitter seeds thing, because whenever I think about World War II alternate history, I want it to be Ian Tregellis. But I love William Gibson, too, so I'll be happy either way. Well, I always think of Man in the High Castle from Philip oh, K. Dick right. as of course. well. That is but the I classic. Do think of yeah. That is the classic for sure. All right. Well, we also have some more uh, award news. Uh, David H. Chaz Benchley won the Lambda Award for Bitter Waters for Best LGBT Sci-Fi Fantasy Horror Book. Um, it's a collection. And uh, that is cool. I don't know who posted this. Was this just in there or are we just talking about award stuff? Was that in the uh, Quick Burns? Uh, you know what? That was in the Quick Burns. And uh, I think, wait a minute, hold on a second. I think David submitted it. David H. submitted it. And Chaz Brenchley oh. won the award. <laughs> All right. 
right. Those two got mushed together in our yes, notes. Yes, that Apologies, is absolutely David true. David H. and Chaz Brenchley. Chaz Brenchley, you are the winner of the uh, Lambda Award. <laughs> and David H., you are the submitter of the news. Thank you for that. So congratulations, David H., for submitting that award-winning quick burn <laughs> segment. Thank you. And also, uh, congratulations to Brendan, who submitted a link to goodnightdune.com. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to just go out and say that I totally uh, stole this tweet from him because he, I saw it in the quick burns and I tweeted it. I didn't give you credit on the tweet. I'm sorry. Oh, I usually try to do that. Credit stealer. Yeah, I know. I just I got too excited. I apologize. Halud will get his revenge on you. But this is what you would expect. It's a it's a joke on Goodnight Moon and it features all of our beloved characters uh, from Dune. Um, so there is a, there is a Shai, Shai Halud. Uh, there's some um, uh, Gom Jabbers. We yeah, got a little Maud Dib. Good night, no room. <laughs> Good night, two moons. Good night, Shai Halud bursting out of the dune. <laughs> I love it. So good. So good. And then we have a post from Sky who says, stealing Rob's post from another group that shall not be named. <clears throat> New Rearia Chronicle book and a chance for bonus goodies like awesome t-shirts. Uh, due to various deadlines, Mr. Sullivan, that is Michael J. Sullivan, has decided to self-publish the third Rearia Chronicles book and is doing a Kickstarter. So yeah, we've got a link to the Kickstarter. We will put it in the show notes. If you're a fan of the Rearia Chronicles, well, guess what? It's already been funded with 35 more days to go so you are in good shape but there's still time to get in there and get some rewards if you're interested Um, or if you just want to support one of your favorite authors that'd be awesome too yeah you can get a drm free ebook bundle uh you can get published you know paper versions uh all the stuff you might expect go go take a look he's got a ton of reward levels here and we've been meaning to get Mr. Sullivan back on the show I think we should probably do that maybe next month after this gets funded that'd be fun to chat about yeah, actually, uh, just just because he's so innovative in taking different approaches to publishing, uh, he's done it in so many ways. It'll be interesting to get his perspective comparing this experience now to the other ways he's published in the past. Absolutely. Well, thanks once again, everybody, for submitting your quick burns. Uh, you can do so over on Goodreads.com in the Sword and Laser group. We uh, per- peruse them every week and check for the t- best and top stories. And uh, yeah, you guys make this show happen. So thank you again for your contributions. You're the best. You're the best. But now it is time for Bear Your Sword, which is our feedback from the audience. Hey, we got an email finally. We did, I know. It was so weird. It was electronic, but it was mail. And it was from Paul. He says, I'm new to Sword and Laser and just really podcasting in general. It's amazing to find a medium where similar interests are explored and expounded upon. Welcome, Paul. That's awesome. Uh, He says, having said that, I'm slowly catching up from earlier podcasts, but upon listening to the Elizabeth Bear author spotlight, I learned about you. I learned that you, Veronica, are a fan of Grimdark, particularly Abercrombie, which I'm also a fan of, but he's, he's pointing out Veronica's enthusiasm for Mr. Abercrombie. Mm, mm-hmm. Paul says, I'm a huge fan of the genre and have read and found the following authors or books truly fascinating. He mentions First Law from Joe Abercrombie, Heroes Best Served Cold, Brent Weeks' Night Angel, Brian McClellan, The Powder Mage Trilogy, Brian Stavely, Emperor's Blades, Luke Skull, Grim Company, and most recently Mark Smiley, The Barrow, which was amazing, but yet found certain parts uncomfortable to get through. Mm. Right now I'm reading Mark Turner's When the Heavens Fall. All right, here's where Paul's going with all this. Based on your experience with Grimdark, Veronica, and the <laughs> fantasy genre, and what I have been reading, I was hoping you could shed some light on some other authors and their books that would fit the mold of what I am currently reading. I'm really looking forward to what you have to say. 
Thank you for your time. Hopefully I'll be able to get up to speed to the podcast shortly enough. Yeah, you better, Paula. You won't hear the answer. I know. That's a very good point. I was hoping that we could throw this to the audience because he has basically named every single author that I can think of that's kind of in that space. Um, he said he did say Mark. Did he say Mark Lawrence? Is oh, Mark, that's a, would Mark Lawrence fall under Grimdark? I don't know. I would think he might. Maybe. That's a good one to throw out there and say, hey, hey, folks. Uh, if you're, if you're, I hear, I hey, bro, I hear you like Grimdark. Well, you know, he didn't, so he didn't grim- mention George R. R. Martin, um, which you know, if you, which is really grim. I mean, it's I would put that in the Grimdark category for sure. It paved the way for it, if nothing else. Yeah, so that um, you know, that's a, a very popular series, of course. And some people actually consider the Gunslinger uh, to be a proto Grimdark as really? well. I mean, I'm stretching there. I, I understand that, but uh, yeah. Well, yeah. You know, I don't know if I would have put the Powder Mage trilogy in the Grimdark category. It's not as dark as I usually think Grimdark, but I kind of know where he's going. Gosh, I feel like Paul needs some unicorn chasers. That's a that's a lot of that's a lot of Grimdark, man. Did he mention David Gemmel? No. I haven't read, but I hear often mentioned alongside. Hmm. Well, oh, there's Richard some good suggestions. Morgan. Who? Yeah. Richard Morgan. Okay. Uh, oh, we've really? read his okay. science fiction, but yeah. his fantasy is very grimdark. Okay, all right. Yeah. Well, this is this is a good a good place to start, Paul. And um, I think that the audience will probably have some great suggestions. I think there may be already some suggestions in the forums if you search the Sword and Laser forums for grimdark. Some stuff will probably show up. Sam Sykes. Really? I mean, his tweets are grimdark. His tweets are <laughs> <laughs> buy my book. <laughs> You or he'll buy his kill book, us. Though. Or he'll kill us. <laughs> yeah, we don't want Sam to kill us. Also, his books are good. He's a good writer. His tweets are my favorite. I mean, really, every time yeah. there's a new like mini buy my book story on Twitter, I crack up. I die. It's so good. Um, I don't know how he manages to to make his tweets so funny, but he does. He's a good one. He indeed does. All right. Well, speaking of books, <laughs> great segue, Belmont. What? Uh, on this show? On this show. That's crazy. Uh, we are reading City of Stairs this month by Robert Jackson Bennett. Uh, if you're not familiar with old uh, RJB, we had him on the show. <laughs> well, that's how we can call him our old RJB. Old we've had him RJB. On. We had Buddy him on old the show. Pal. Um, he, he was on the show. He was very, very uh, funny and, and, and wonderful to talk to. So if you want to learn more about him, uh, we'll put the link to that previous episode, Sexual Experiences with Robert Jackson Bennett, in the show I mean, if that notes. alone doesn't get you to go watch. Seriously. Um, so yeah. yeah, have you started the book yet, Tom? Or listen. Uh, yes, I have. I am uh, quite a ways into it. I'd say about a quarter of the way into it. I, I was farther than I thought when we were talking before the show. And it is definitely a book that I find myself wanting to listen to. Uh, there are books that I enjoy, and I pick them up in my normal reading times, and I enjoy them, and then mm-hmm. I kind of forget about them in between. This is not one of those. This is a book that I desire going back to. And, and I think most importantly, this is a book where if I'm in the middle of a passage, I don't just pause and pick it up later. I wait for that passage to end mm. because I'm always on the edge of my seat wanting to know how that particular segment of the story is going to re- resolve. How is the audiobook? I like it. Now, this is the kind of author that I've come to understand because I like most narrators. Uh, 
will probably not appeal to everyone. It's a female author, and she does some voices very you mean, well. You mean female? I'm sorry, female narrator. Narrator. Uh, and she does some voices very well, but some voices are a little bit of a stretch for her voice type. I find it fine. I, you know, I think she does the Seagrood character exceptionally well uh and yet i can see where some people may not like it so uh i i think it's great and the story is so good that even if she wasn't that great i'd still be enjoying it i think i might um also get the audiobook and flip back and forth because i started reading on kindle but i'm not listening to any audiobooks right now so it'd be nice to be able to double up on my reading time now, if you, if you just want the, like, you haven't started the book yet and you need a little convincing, here's a taste. The city of Bulakov once wielded the power of the gods to conquer the world uh, until its protectors were killed uh, by the Sepuri. And this is minorly spoilery. This is the premise of the book. You find it out right away. Bulakov is now a colonial outpost. Uh, there's a murder. Uh, there's a woman named Shara Tivani who is sent in to investigate the murder. And of course, there's more to it than that because Bulakov wants to throw off its oppressors and the gods are supposed to be dead. Hmm. What could possibly go wrong? Right. Or go That's right, depending saying. on who you who you are in that so book. Right. Uh, and the city of stairs comes from the fact that in Bulakov, there are staircases that lead nowhere. Because something happened called the blink when one of the gods was killed, and so many parts of the city just disappeared. And mm, there's a, mm-hmm. there, I, won't, I won't spoil the explanation of what happened. They do explain pretty early on in the book why that might be, but uh, that's why it's called City of Stairs. And it, it leads to this really interesting, and we talked to Robert Jackson Bennett about this metaphor for a Russian culture, but with this magical underpinning that has changed its nature quite a bit. Yeah, it feels, I mean, it feels like there's elements of of Russia or the Soviet Union. And then it also feels like there's elements of the Indian subcontinent Mm, mixed in mm -hmm. as well. Like the British Raj, et cetera. Yeah, 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 for sure. So it's a lot of, it's a mixture of cultures. And obviously it's not not alternate history, but there's, as in many of the fantasy books we read, strong influences from our own world, which I think help make connections in our mind to to what we're reading and to better understand it. Um, so I'm enjoying it so far. I, I felt like it started a little slow for me, but that, oh, yeah. but that might have been because I was reading at night and you know me, I mean, I read for 10 minutes, I'm out. So maybe I just didn't get, as you mentioned, how you were able to get yourself to a good stopping point each time. Um, because you wanted to get to that next point. Physically, I am unable to do so. <laughs> so I would just, uh, maybe I didn't get that connective tissue right away. Um, but now I'm, I'm, I'm getting into it more and, and learning more about the characters and, and some of the magic systems are showing up and that's always intriguing. And I like, I love that character, uh, Sigurd, or is it Sigurd or Sigurd? Sigurd. Sigurd. Yeah. Um, he's, he's pretty funny so far. I have to say this is one of my best months of book reading in a long time. Oh. And and I have many good months because I do this show. But City of Stairs is compelling. I'm still reading Rail Sea by China Mieva. Oh. And I'm, uh, I, I could not not pick up Nemesis Games by James S.A. Corey, which I absolutely love, the Expanse series. So at night, this is what reminded me, at night I read Nemesis Games 
and it's keeping me from falling asleep because I'm enjoying that so much. And then City of Stairs in my audiobook time. Uh, so it's really That's fun. That's what happened with me and The Fool and the Fits or The Fits ah, and the really? Fool. Because I, you know, that Robin Hobb is one of my favorite authors of all time. And I actually wrote this in my Goodreads review of the first book um, of the new series because it was like coming home again. It was like being reintroduced to all these characters and, you know, bringing in some new characters that were really compelling. And so I was just up until like one o'clock, one thirty wow. at night, and I actually had to put the book down several times and be like, "Girl, you got to go to sleep. <laughs> you got to go to bed." So that's and I feel the same way about the expanse. Like mm-hmm. the gift that I will say, uh, and if you don't want to be spoiled on who the perspective characters are, then you need to shut off your podcast now. But uh, the gift that I will say is that you finally get. I'll just put it this way: all the perspectives you wanted. Mm-mm. Maybe not mm. all, all, but like a bunch of perspectives that that you definitely wanted all in one book, and that's that's really exciting. And and it's it totally got that feeling of like, oh, I'm back with my friends, the crew of the Rosinanti, and we're hanging out. This is great. Oh, horrible things are oh, happening. Horrible to them. things well, are always happening. That's what else what is new? Goes on. Uh, yeah, that's funny. So, um, anyway, uh, back to City of Stairs, and again, I w- if you didn't already pause, I want to be minorly spoilery here as well about the magic system. Not not that I want to spoil too much about what happens in the book, but I find the magic system so much more compelling than I expected. I, he, Robert Jackson Bennett explained it to us, and I was intrigued, but having it woven into the book has really brought about the uniqueness and the cool mechanic of having a system of magic that is really based on us using sort of inventions from godly powers. Yeah, I, you know, maybe I'll go back and re-listen to that episode um, to kind of refresh my memory on on all of his talking points. I think that would probably be be beneficial for reading going forward. Uh, Hopefully no spoilers, though. I don't remember if at the time he gave away too much about the book. Probably not. That's the thing, right? If you haven't read the book, probably nothing he said was spoilery but now that you've read it or at least part of it Mm -hmm. you could clue into things that he might say subtly you're like wait a minute i know who character he's talking about well maybe once at the end of the month um old rjb rjb yes i did that right old rjb is uh mentioned on twitter that he'd be willing to come back onto the show that'd be great um so maybe once we all have finished and and all of our listeners have finished we can get him back on and have a spoiler filled conversation about everything that happened in the book that might be really fun yeah, Unless, of course, I hate the book, and then that would just be really awkward. That would be even more fun or for the audience. Or that would be pretty entertaining, I would imagine. <laughs> Not uh, for us. We haven't had that situation happen yet, thankfully. No, and I'm enjoying this enough. I can't imagine mm-hmm. it will change by the time I'm at the end. I think it's only going to get better. Agreed. Well, yes, as we mentioned, you can pick up City of Stairs uh, wherever books are sold. It's been out for a little while. Um, about a, September, September, I think, year? September 9th, maybe. Okay, so it's almost, yeah, a little less than a year. So it should be in libraries if you're looking for it there. It's also available on audiobook format, Kindle, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so yeah, join along with us in our conversations over on Goodreads. But that about wraps it up for this episode. Short episode this week, but Tom's traveling and, you know, we just kicked off a new book and... We don't want to say know. too much. We don't want to say too much about it. Or it spoils the book. Anything else you want so. to talk about? Anything you want to promote or, or, or pimp today, Tom? Uh, well, okay, fine. Since you said that, I hadn't planned on doing this, but FSL Tonight, 
uh, is a podcast I do with Justin Robert Young, and the preview episode for the coming season is out, and week one is happening this week. If you haven't heard about it, it's a little hard to explain, but it's Justin and I doing sports talk radio. However, don't stop listening yet, because it's about (laughs) fake fantasy and science fiction sports teams. And we never really say what sport they're actually playing, but we talk about them playing each other and, you know, who won, who lost, who's talking about trading. Uh, We'll have post-game press conferences where Jean-Luc Picard will call out Captain Kirk, who's on another team. The Mordor Crows have won a championship in the past and uh, this year the New York Avengers are looking strong they have their mm. lineup back together uh, we have the Los Angeles Guardians of the Galaxy in there as well I heard uh, that the Avengers got some some pretty hot new rookies uh, recently well, yeah they got an infusion uh, of talent of new talent uh, yeah as long as bringing them back some old stars mm-hmm. and we also have the Cheyenne Mountain Gators uh, who are led by Captain Jack O'Neill. Uh, if you're a fan of the Stargate series, you might be interested in that team. <laughs> I think you explained it perfectly. I hope so. I anyway, think... check it out, fsltonight.com. And I just launched a new show this week as well. Um, my new advice show over on Engadget.com, Dear Veronica, has just launched. Uh, so you That's can check so out. Good. I'm so excited. Yeah, it's the response so far has been really great. It's going to be a weekly show. Um, so if you have a question that you want me to answer, just uh, post on Twitter, on Facebook, on Vine, on Instagram, using the hashtag Dear Veronica. I will find it and I will do my damnedest to answer all of your questions. It can be about technology science, social media, etiquette, whatever. If you want book recommendations, I did a little bit of that. I actually had Tad Williams uh, oh, look at comment you. to an answer on the first episode. Someone uh, had a question about virtual reality because they were really into it from Tad Williams' Otherland series. Oh, cool. And so I got Tad to make a statement. It's pretty funny. So if, you're, if you want to know more about that, check it out in Gadget.com. Dear Veronica. And... Our show is entirely existing on your support. So whether you support our other ventures by listening to them or you just tell people about Sword and Laser so we have more new people like Paul, uh, or you can actually fund the show. You can be our boss. Go to patreon.com slash swordandlaser. And thank you to all the folks who back our show. If you would like to support the show that way, once again, that address is Patreon. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash sword and laser. Uh, and you can give us as much or as little as you wish. It's entirely up to you. Or you can also support the show uh, by buying books through our links. You can find links to the books that we talk about and some of our personal favorites over at swordandlaser.com slash picks. Oh, and a bit of housekeeping. Uh, there is a possibility we may have to refresh the RSS feed for the mm. audio podcast. What we're trying to do is fix it so that the descriptions in iTunes show up with the content of the blog post instead of just saying read along with the sword and laser every week or whatever it says um so we're going to be fiddling with the feed a little bit and we may have to do the nuclear option of resetting the feed which will you know if if you have it to download the most recent five episodes it it may re-download those most recent five episodes for you even though you've already listened to them um so we apologize if that's inconvenient for you um you know we've had this issue for a couple years now so (laughs) i'm really ready to get it fixed and if it if if that's what it takes that's what it takes Um, but i wanted to apologize in advance if, if that's annoying that uh, issue with our feed is Veronica's philosophy. It's what she is hunting out on the rails. <laughs> it's my great white whale. 
That's a Rail C joke. Is it? But also kind of a Herman Melville joke because Rail C uses Herman Melville illusions in it. I did I know that? Is that why I came joke. back did to Did you the... read Rail C? I didn't. Oh, well then no. But I just well, somehow would... knew you that. You just picked up on it. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Oh, well done. Mm, I should read Rail C, though. I love like me, that. Phil. Um, oh, yeah. If you want to get in touch with us, like Paul did, you can email us at feedback at swordandlaser.com. Our website is swordandlaser.com. All of our discussions happen over on Goodreads, and you can call and leave us a voicemail at 415-7-SWORD-6. We'll see you all next time. Bye. Audio program so good, it's like you're there!